You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome, folks, to another Giants Double Play podcast. I am Henry Schulman, the Giants beat reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle. Well, the 2019 regular season will begin Thursday in San Diego, whether the Giants are ready or not. There's nobody I'd rather talk to about the upcoming season than Marty Lurie, the popular host of the weekend pregame and postgame talking baseball shows on KNBR. I'll visit with Marty right after this. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Henry Schulman here with Marty Lurie, and uh, this is our second podcast together this spring, and uh, the first one was very, very well received. I guess people like to hear the two of us together talking. Well, you know something? I'm honored to be here, seriously. And, you know, we do the spring training. We're here for six weeks. We see each other every day. And you know something? I'm sick of seeing you. So I'm glad to get out of here. Great. Well, uh, yeah, we'll have a few days off from each other here. So uh, I'll start with a very general question. Opening day is uh, coming. And what do you think? Well, I think it's better than we thought. Uh, From FanFest to coming down here in February, didn't know what was going to happen because they had so many question marks. The if factors, you and I talk about it. But Belt looks like he's okay. Panic has lost weight. He looks like a new player. Crawford's okay. Longoria all of a sudden is playing. Posey looks okay. Bumgarner looks okay. Samarja looks okay. So the big guys who make the money look okay. So in my opinion, it's better than I thought. And that's where I am right now. Yeah, you know, Marty, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Uh, With the pitching staff as well, you know, they seem to have a deep pitching staff. And and so many people think, you know, this is a 100-loss team or whatnot. And, and, you know, here's my thinking on it. Do they look like a 100-loss team? No. Do they even look like a 90-loss team? Uh, very borderline on that. So if I say no there, then somewhere between 73 and 89 or 89 and 73, and that all depends on health and everything like that. I mean, what do you think of that? Well, I think it's a good point because you just don't know what's going to happen after July 31st. So these numbers that we throw out, will they win this many games? If they tear the team down after July 31st, then you got trouble for the last two months. If they're in contention or close to it and they keep everything everybody together after July 31st. I think this is a team that can play 500. I see a pitching staff and Farhan knows what he's doing. He's going to move people up and down. I see enough pitching to get 
a home schedule in a very positive way. I think they can win 45 games at home with what they have. So I'm, I'm, I'm about 80, 82, 83, depending on what happens July 31st. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. We'll talk about this down the road. This is not a topic for opening day, but now with the single July 31st trade deadline, there'll be a frenzy, and you can imagine what the uh, Bumgarner situation will be if they decide to move him. Um, you know, uh, the one thing I like about you, Marty, is that you know you are you are a good talk show host. There, there's always a bit of fan that comes out in you, and uh, I kind of tend to think of things analytically. You kind of think of things from the fan standpoint. And the other day, you were telling me, you know, we're getting close, and it seems like Farhan has to do something to excite the team, you know. And whereas my thought is always, well, he's got to stay the course and do what he needs to do to rebuild the team. What are your thoughts on that? Well, there's marketing involved here. You know, the Giants announced they have 26,000 season tickets sold. It's down. It's the lowest they've had in a long time. So I think there's that that balance that he's got to respect. We'll get to Sandoval and the clubhouse and all those kinds of things. So I think there's something to it. I, I, I firmly believe that we need something positive to happen with this ball club. And I think that's his dilemma because he's building around the fringes, which is all he can do right now. But as fans, you'd like to say, I want to come out there and see something. And that's a dilemma. But I'll tell you, Henry, winning is the best deodorant, as John Madden told me. Yeah, you know, there's something that Farhan said early on. Uh, I believe he actually said it at the winter meetings is that, you know, fans do get attached to players, but um, once you start to win, they don't really care who whose name is on the back of the uniform. They're just happy that you're winning. You agree with that? Well, to some extent, but don't forget, this is San Francisco, a team that won three World Series in five years. So people are still clinging to that, that hope. Oh, this team, we've got the core guys. They're going to come out again and we're going to win again. If this team hadn't won the World Series, then okay, you know, yes, I agree with that. But being a World Series champion, you want that feeling of having the players that can do it again. You're not ready to just say, hey, Joe Blow can play in the outfield and maybe we'll win. Well, do you think that to some extent uh, San Francisco is like a bigger market like uh, New York, for instance, or another big East Coast market like Boston, where it's not just enough to win, but you have to have some personality in winning. And, uh, you know, the fans would uh, would rather have some guys who are interesting and fun and whatnot than maybe, say, clinically winning with a bunch of just sort of older veteran players. No, I think you want to win. I really do. I think you want to win. But it is San Francisco. It's not Philly or Detroit or New York or Boston where the fans are going to go nuts and boo people. We don't have that. But I think you want to see a winning team. But I think you want to see players that are recognizable and that's the balance for Farhan and he's got recognizable players he does he's got the core guys as he says it's like Christmas morning he wants to open the packages and see what they do during the season so that's the balance that he has to deal with yeah and he said look a lot of the fans just assume that you basically have the same guys uh, who who were part of the losing seasons the last two years, and they're they're really you know it's really not, not much different. So you know how can you expect to you know keep banging your head against the wall and expect a, you know a different result down the road? But if they're all healthy and you have a full season of Duggar and you have a full season of Bumgarner and you have a bullpen that is deep as the Giants have, it, it almost seems like it it really is not the same team. No, they're healthy. We're leaving here. Henry, you've been to so many more spring trainings than me, but they're leaving here healthy. No one is hurt so far. No one is hurt, and that's huge for spring training. Last year, Bumgarner was hurt. Cueto was hurt. Samarja was hurt. Everyone had trouble last year. We don't have that at all. Everyone is leaving here healthy. So the goal of spring training, get out of here healthy. 
The second part is now that you're healthy, now you've got to produce. Now it's not enough to be healthy, you got to produce. So what Farhan's going to do is have a lot of depth so he doesn't have to run these guys in the ground and he's going to move them around. But it still comes down to pitching and defense, and that's going to be the cornerstone of this team. And you know, uh, usually when there's a new guy who comes in, there is a honeymoon period. You want to see what he can do. You know he's going to do things a little differently than the last guy. But you talk to the fans a lot more than I do on your show. Do you find that that fans are willing to give him a little rope, or uh, are they already kind of circling the wagons against him? Yeah, they're already circling the wagons because all his moves are fringe moves. And you can't blame him for that. He's not going to walk in and trade the icons of San Francisco baseball. So everything he's done is a fringe move. Every time they bring in another guy, I say, who is it? You know, I joke about it. You know, where's Waldo? Where's Max Muncie? They're looking for the next Max Muncie or Chris Taylor. Every guy they bring in is sort of, believe me, he's going to break through for us. And as fans, you say, not so fast. It's a World Series team. And this is, I'll get back to that. They won three World Series uh, and they want to see the new man come in and get us back to the World Series. So, no, they are not patient. They are not patient. Well, since the last time that we talked, which was a few weeks ago, we've seen um, a healthy Steven Duggar. We've seen a healthy Buster Posey, who really was kind of eased into spring training, and everyone wanted to see uh, if his swing would improve, maybe even his power stroke, now that he can uh, swivel that hip a little bit. Uh, I think I remember you saying that Posey was one of the guys that you really were curious about uh, going into camp. What are your thoughts on Posey going into the season? I think he's been terrific. I think he's been terrific, and uh, I don't know how much they're going to use him back-to-back and that kind of stuff, day game after a night game, uh, even at his age and in the peak of health, that probably would cut back on that. But it's, I'll tell you a funny story. I was in the dugout the other day, and a young man was the bat boy, and the young man's father was there, and he was introduced to Posey. And I jokingly said, I bet Buster you'll hit a home run for the bat boy tonight. You know, you give him the bat. And Posey sort of said, I just want to hit the ball hard. And that's Buster Posey. He's not thinking out of the park. He just wants to hit the ball hard. I thought that was instructive. Yeah, but did your heart stop a little bit when he hit that triple and he didn't? He rounded second and just headed for third without stopping? No, because he was cooking. He was moving. He was a freight train moving around second. I think the guy whose heart stopped was Ron Wotus, because God forbid he has to slide into third and have trouble. But. I thought that was instructive as well, that that Posey felt comfortable enough. He was not stopping, and the hip was not a problem. I think he's been terrific. I think he's looked great, honestly. I think he's looked great, and now we'll see how they use him. Well, that might be the last time you'll ever hear the words Posey and cooking in the same <laughs> in the same sentence. So uh, there's always a surprise. Uh, you hope there are more positive surprises than negative surprises. It's so hard to predict. But, I mean, is there, are there one, maybe two players you think are going to surprise people? Well, I think Panic is one. Uh, he's come in a new player. He's lost weight. And look, with all the shifting, he has to play right field. And at the weight he was and the range he had, they did not like it. And I'm, you know, Farhan, I thought maybe would non tender him, but they didn't. Came in the lost weight, he's moving great. The other thing is, he's using the whole field. He finally became a hitter that can go the other way and hit it in the Tony Gwynn 5.5 hole, you know, between short and third. I think he's been really a big surprise for me to see how well he's done. The other one is Duggar. Duggar's the best athlete out here. And you said, oh, he was a rookie last year. But if you think of him last year, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't, you know, they played him here and there. He was going to Sacramento. He couldn't do a thing. 
This year, he's the best athlete in camp, and I like to watch him play. He steals bases. He climbs the wall. He's an athlete. I think he's the most exciting thing that we have in the camp. Uh, no question about that. Now, one guy that I'm kind of looking at as a potential surprise is, is Samarja. And, you know, he struggled throughout his whole career with consistency. But, you know, he's looked so good in camp this year. And, you know, Pomerantz, too. He's a, he's a new pitcher for the Giants. He's coming off a season where he had some injuries. He had an ERA of six. I think he only st- yeah, I mean, started a handful of games. He's one year removed from... Uh, a really big season with the Red Sox. And actually, there's a lot of guys Farhan uh, has brought in, Farhan has brought in, who you look past their 2018, you look what they did at 2017, and you go, boy, if they could re- repeat that, how good would that be? What, what are your thoughts on that whole, uh, you know, I think a guy can get back to where he was two years ago? Well, it depends who it is. Connor Joe had a big 2018, but his years before that weren't so hot, but he still hasn't done anything. So Farhan likes that. Uh, Mike Gerber is another one. If you look at his record with Detroit, he was terrific. Then, of course, Detroit brought him up. He was 4 for 42. Now, let's get to the major leaguers. Uh, Absolutely, I think Pomerantz is a great pick. I think he's a five to six inning pitcher, which will fit Farhan and the Giants. Uh, he's a little bit, you know, the consistency isn't great. He's a guy who pitches, I think, with people on base. Uh, he's done fine. Samarja is interesting, Henry, because he's so glib and he's so positive and he says all the right things the sinker, the slider, the this, the that. He's learned how to pitch. I want to see him in six weeks to see how the shoulder holds up because he was out the whole year. You talk about Samarja, I mean, but, you know, I always learned in the clubhouse, you look at players, if they're smiling and happy, usually they feel pretty good. He's smiled and he's been happy since day one. So I expect, at least for the first month, I think he'll fit right in and then we'll see where he is if the shoulder holds up. That's one I want to see. Okay, just, uh, you know, moving away from the Giants a little bit, get your thought on a major league uh, issue. We're seeing a spate of uh, extensions now. I mean, teams are just throwing tons and tons of money at some of their better players. The White Sox just signed a kid, Eloy Jimenez, one of their top prospects, to a $43 million guarantee, and he has not played one inning in Major League Baseball. What are your thoughts about the whole uh, extension saga and the, the race to you know, throw money at certain guys? Well, I think it's a reaction to the free agent market a little bit. And I think for the players, uh, they're going to jump at not having to go in the free agent market. Eloy Jimenez is a young player. We see more of that today. Guys who haven't played in the big leagues getting big contracts because they buy out a couple of free agent years, arbitration years. The new contract is going to happen in 2022. Who knows what the years will be for arbitration. So I'm all for it. I think if the player can get it. The one that's interesting for me are the guys who would be on the free agent market are not going on the market. Are an auto sign, sale sign. Astros are talking about signing Verlander and Cole. And I say it to you, I, I joked about it, you know, the free agent market is drying up. And now here we come to Madison Bumgarner. Now he is on, on the, in the spotlight. What do you do? Well, if Bumgarner has a great year and July 31st, he becomes the auction item. So maybe they do that. Well, maybe the Giants go to Bumgarner and say, you know something? And let's say he has a decent year. We'll give you four at 90. Or do you want to take a chance in not having a great second half or not doing well in the playoffs if we trade you? And then you're Dallas Keuchel. I never thought in a million years the Giants would consider signing Bumgarner again. I think now it's in play. It actually could work in this. This market could actually work in their favor yeah. with Bum, huh? I think it could because he's the he's the only star they got. 
You know, who you, you're not going to come out and see Longoria play. You know, Crawford, we love him, but who wants to see him play? Panic, Belt, Posey. When Bumgarner pitches, it's a different, you want to watch him hit. You want to watch him yell at the umpire. He's, he's, he's a star. For the first time, I think he could actually be offered a contract, and it may be to his benefit to do it. Well, that would be something else because I think we all assume he is going to be gone at some point. Well, Marty, this was a great conversation. I look forward again to being on your show on the weekends. Hopefully, we'll get you on some more podcasts. Oh, absolutely. I love it. And this is what it's all about, Henry. It's a talking sport, and you do it as well as anybody. Well, thank you very much. And uh, it's we're talking baseball. It's the name of your show, isn't it? You got it. We talk ball here. That's it. Thank you, Marty. I'd like to thank all of you for listening to these Giants Double Play podcasts throughout spring training. A little news, we are changing the name of the podcast to Giants Splash in the near future, going back to a name we used for a blog I used to write for the Chronicle. It's a bit snappier, don't you think? Watch for the change, and if you subscribe to the podcast, you don't have to do anything. You'll just start seeing the new name on your downloads. Giants Double Play is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is Editor-in-Chief. If you like this show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a review. You can support Giants Double Play and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. You can find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Hank Shulman, or you can email me at hshulman at sfchronicle.com. 